and my uh, grandson made this for me. So if you see me raise this up, it's very meaningful for me. We're going to start out saying good morning, One Church. For those that don't know me, my name is Eva. And I suffer from a mental illness. And today is the first day I've said that out loud. Y'all hear me? Okay. (laughs) This mental illness produces severe cases of fear, feelings of sadness, loneliness, hopelessness, abandonment, depression, addiction, and thoughts of suicide. The stigma of most mental illnesses is that you are crazy. Well, I definitely felt that way. I couldn't concentrate, my heart would race, fingers become numb, I would break out in the sweat and become lightheaded almost to the point of fainting. The room would start slowly spinning and everything else feels like you're moving in slow motion. Can you imagine living like that for 24, 25 years? That was my life. While living in this dark place, I lost my ability to drive, was afraid to bath, bathe for fear of passing out. I couldn't leave the house for fear of fainting in public and being ridiculed or confirmed crazy. Didn't want to cook for my kids because that took energy and I had none. Lord, my kids didn't deserve this. Can you imagine living in this wilderness? for 24, 25 years. Afraid of being afraid and not knowing why you are afraid. Yes, I grumbled, I cried, and I questioned God. And I lost all hope of being normal again. I went to counseling because I knew I needed help. The counselor looked at me like I was crazy. He would listen to me, and he wrote me a prescription. I was to take a fourth a pill the first day, a half a pill the second day, and a whole pill the third day. This would slowly introduce these mind-altering drugs into my system, and after 30 days, the levels should even out, and I would feel better. And my thought was, 30 days? I don't have no 30 days. That's a long time to be crazy. So I got mad, I tore up the prescription, and I threw it in the garbage and walked out. Truth is, God doesn't work that way. His timing, his way. Isaiah 55, 9, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways, higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than yours. I have children at home that I needed to provide for, but I couldn't work, so I applied for disability. Well, if you've ever been in a situation where you needed assistance, it's not a timely matter. You have to go 90 days without income before you can even apply, and there's a 99.9% chance you will get turned down. 30 days later, there were checks in the mail for me It validated that I was crazy. You know, I didn't get turned down. (laughs) Yep, you're crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Truth is, 
God was providing for me and my kids, even in my grumbling and while I was in the wilderness. Philippians 4:19, and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. As time went by, the symptoms got more intense and unbearable, so I started drinking. At first, the drinking brought me back to the happy-go-lucky me. I made sure I only did it at night so it helped me sleep. So that was my justification. As time went on, it didn't help. It just became an addiction. Something I had to have, but still left me sleepless and fearful. When I finally did fall asleep, I would ask God not to wake me because I didn't want to do this anymore. God would make, wake me the next day and I would just cry. I had to endure another day of this. Those days turned into years and years into decades. Truth is, God has a purpose for me, so he kept me. Proverbs 19.21, may all the plans in a person's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. God sent people, places, and things to help me, but I missed those signs. I was so, so caught up in my misery and pain, I felt there was nothing left. God even set me at a green light and waited for me to move forward, and I backed up and went the other way. The next phase included thoughts of suicide. I thought I could drink myself to death in one day, but that didn't work. But I wasn't trying to harm myself. My niece committed suicide, and it gave me a firsthand look of what that looked like and how it tore a family apart and leave. it left her children without their mother, and I didn't want that for my children. Truth is, God was saying, trouble don't last. Hold on. God sent me a few people that made it impossible for me not to know he sent them. Deborah, these young lady sisters. She was an amazing person. She made sure my kiddos made it to their practices, didn't miss out on any trips. She didn't even ask for a dime. She would gather all the kids in the neighborhood and take them to the park all day. She would help me clean my house while we lip sing to songs my parents would sing back in their day. <laughs> she would get me out of the house. She gave me hope, a feeling of normalcy, and my kids loved her, but so did I. When God took her home, I was devastated, and I screamed out, she left me. <sighs> Diane and her sister said to me, you have us. They've been my side by my side ever since.
truth is, just ask and you'll receive. Psalms 21, may the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of God of Jacob protect you. So I stand here before you today, able to go outside, work, drive, take a bath, and cook. Although some of those things I just don't want to do. <laughs> I travel and I laugh and I can admit that I'm crazy by my standards. I don't have the urge to drink. My kids turned out phenomenal by God's grace. So don't let the words, the world's view of you decide your fate. Thank you. God has already ordered your steps. So although you might not see what he has for you, know he will never leave you nor forsake you. He put you in it for a reason, and although it might take years in the wilderness to see it, you become stronger, resilient, and appreciative for all you went through. So you tell your story of how God saved a wretch like me. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Eva. That was beautiful. We're going to move into our time of communion. And uh, if you don't have uh, a communion cup, feel free to raise your hand and my, uh, Wayne will bring you one. I almost said my dad, but then I realized maybe not everyone knows he's my dad. And he does have a name. So um, as I was sitting there thinking about communion as Eva was sharing her story, I was just thinking about that last line that he saved a wretch like me and he saved a wretch like all of us and what these symbol what these signify sometimes it's easy to just go through the motions we take the juice and we take the bread and all that stuff but when we take this juice it's to to remember that god didn't just like have drops of blood jesus spilt his blood for us to save us so that we could decide who like how we were like who he was going to define us as right we didn't let the world define us like Eva she, she shared she said I got to be crazy by my standards not everybody else's and so Jesus saved us paid that ransom and so we take this juice to represent the blood that was poured out So that we can be in remembrance of the sacrifice that was given for us. So take the, as we take the juice, let's remember that. And then your guys' Jesus body looks a little different than mine because I'm gluten-free. But we have this piece of bread or wafer on the top. 
And it represents the body that wasn't just hung on a cross, but beaten and bruised and given for us, again, so that we could be saved, so that we could see God and have that relationship with him. So let us remember that Jesus did that because he loves us, because he's there with us, because he saves us. Receive the elements. Will you pray with me? Father, I thank you so much for who you are. I thank you for the fact that you saved us. You saved, we are all wretches, and you saved every single one of us despite our, ourselves. God, I thank you for Eva today. She shared her story and, and reminded us time and time again that you save. That if we ask, we will receive. So, Father, I just pray that you would continue to remind us whose we are. That we are not defined by the world's standards, but we are defined by yours. That you tell us who we are. We love you, Lord. We glorify you. We thank you. In your name I pray. Amen. Just a reminder that um, there are the prayer, uh, uh, the prayer canvases, portable prayer wall in the back. Um, but before we close out, we're going to go into our time of offering. And I just, again, want to thank you guys for your faithfulness. I think I say it every week how blown away I am by what God has done in this past year and a half, but I am legitimately blown away by what God has done in this past year and a half. I know he's collecting communion cups, but Wayne might also collect offering in a second, too. <laughs> Everyone's going to think their communion cups are their offering. Here you go. Here's my offering. <laughs> oh. but, but in all honesty, we thank you for your faithfulness and your giving. Thank you for how God has used it to glorify uh, to him and how we've gotten to use it to be in this community. Uh, so I'm going to pray us out of service and for offering, and then um, we'll go be able to have some time of fellowship. Jesus, I thank you for the joy of the little ones running behind me. I thank you for the fact that they remind us what it is to just be, to be excited about the little things, to be excited about running up and down on a stage. God, I thank you for how you have provided for each one of us and how you continue to provide for this church. We're here for a reason. You've kept us standing. We just pray for this week. We ask a blessing. May we go in knowing that you say who we are and that in you we are saved. In your name I pray, amen. Be blessed, church. Uh, as you... Um, Oh, they're going to pass the baskets. But if you want to stand up and also just take your offering to them, feel free to do that as well. So thank you guys. Have a blessed week. And thank you everyone who joined us on Zoom. We'll see you all next week. Mm-mm.